0: All right, so um, uh, let me say this. Um, let me start with this. A lot of you guys have, you know, over time, um, especially when it comes time for weekends, you guys really check up on me and you guys really ask me how I'm doing um, physically. And, and, you know, I'm doing great. And I just want to say thank you for your support. Um, you know, thank you for everything. Um, it's really it's really humbling that you guys are willing to be this helpful and for you guys to, I mean, some of you, the, usually, usually it's my, my lady listeners, but, um, some of you will email me, you know, just pages of worth of, you know, worth of words of encouragement and thanks and stuff like that. Um, I just want, I just want to say, concerning, concerning my listener group, you know, it's a broad, it's a broad range of people. There's, um, I'll start with, you know, this feminist girl who she's in Kansas. I think she's in Kansas, some, somewhere in, in that area, but she's in Kansas and she emailed me, she first emailed me probably two months before I got sick. And then she was like, oh, you know, you're... She's like, oh my god, you're the worst, you're mean, you're horrible, you're a sexist. And then her and I just developed this relationship. And to this day, she still doesn't really like my opinions. Um, but she's like, you know what, on many areas, especially feminism, um, she's like, you know what, you're right. And she really... She's now shifted her feminism to things... focus on to focus on feminist issues in the middle east and places where women are actually treated as second-rate citizens and not these not these minuscule you know issues in first world countries you know she agrees with me on the um on transgender men transgender women being in women's sports that that, how ridiculous it is because she talked about when I said that if you are a true feminist, you would be against um, transgender men being in women's sports, and she said she really had to think about that before she emailed me. Cause we we email each other back and forth probably once a week. Like it's two. I send her. She sends me one, and then I usually reply within two to three days, and then it just kind of goes back and forth from there. Um, but, you know, she's a great conversationalist. Um, she said she doesn't want to come on the show because she's like, I'm just horrible when I'm being recorded. So, um, she's smart, but she just, you know, we, we actually tried it and she's, I sent her what, um, what was recorded. She was like, oh my God, I sound horrible. Please, like, please don't use this. And so I respected her wishes and we didn't do it. But anyway, I have a, I have a large, you know, demographic of people. You know, it's not... I don't just have conservative listeners. I don't just have libertarian listeners. Um, I have people from all over. I have liberals who listen to me. Um, I have, you know, kids listen to me. I have seniors listen to me. It's very interesting. I My podcast is really weird because on social media, I don't have a lot of followers. But my listenership like it doesn't i'm not really too concerned about social media right now um because i know that i i have the listeners and it it is growing they just don't really follow me on social media because a lot of them some of my listeners you know i said are older some just i don't I, I don't know it's it's really weird why people don't follow me i don't i don't know i don't really bother with that but anyway i just want to say thank you to all of you um There's a lot of great content coming up for you guys. So, um, let me just go ahead and get into today's, um, today's stuff. So, you know, I'm right, you know, as, as I do this, you know, recording, I'm doing an op-ed on this, on the paradigm of just believing women. And believing survivors, and I talk about how it's just unbelievably ridiculous. and I don't know, what, I don't know when it's going to come out. Um, that's up to you know, the editor and publisher of Marion West. Um, it may be this may be old news by the time it gets out, but who knows? But anyway. Alyssa Milano explains silence on Joe Biden's sexual assault allegation. She says, and listen to this, listen to this. She says men deserve due process. That's amazing. That's utterly amazing. That's all we've been trying to, that's all people have been trying to say. When I did that episode called, show me the evidence. I caught an unbelievable amount of, you know, slack for that. I mean, a lot. And I was shocked because I had to, I had to go back and listen to it because I was just like, I was just like, maybe I, maybe I actually called her a liar. Because some of the, some of the comments that I was getting, some of the emails I was getting was like, oh my God, you're just a horrible person. You're a sexist. You know, you called a woman a flat out liar, even though you don't know what happened. And so I re-listened to it and all I said, which is, I was correct before, all I said was just, when we have situations like this, just have evidence. And when you, when we have a case like this, there needs to be due process, the idea of just believing anyone is ri- just believing anyone is just ridiculous. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. You know, l- let me get into the article. Alyssa Milano is defending her decision to stay silent in the wake of a recently surfaced allegation against former president, vice president Joe Biden, by former Senate staffer Tara Reid, who claims he sexually assaulted her in '93. Milano, who's 47, spoke with radio host Andy Cohen on Monday morning uh, during his serious XM broadcast, and when Cohen brought up the fact that, once again, Milano had been a trending topic on Twitter, he gave the actress the floor to speak on the matter, and so she did, choosing her words gingerly. Um, So it's actually quite a serious reason, I think. So I've endorsed Joe Biden... And there have been accusations against Joe about sexual assault. Milano began, "I have not publicly said anything about this." Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip, I'm gonna skip down. If you remember it, and I'm gonna go back later, so just stay with me. If you remember it, kind of took me a long time to publicly say anything about Harvey Weinstein, as well, because I believe that even though we should believe women, and that this is an important thing. And what that statement really means is like, you know, for so long, the go-to has been not to believe them. So really we have sort of societally changed to sort of of change that mindset to believing women. But that does not mean at the expense of not giving men their due process and investigating situations and giving. It's got to be fair in both directions. Okay. Listen, I, when I saw this, I kind of applauded Alyssa Milano, but she still doesn't quite get it. I talk about this in the op-ed, this piece, this part may be in it, it may not be. Um, it's still, it's still going through the process of, let me just say this, doing op-eds, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of, you know, redo this, change this, you know, connect this, things like that, so... It is a process, but I but she still doesn't quite get it, because she's saying, "Believe women," but she's also saying, "Well, there needs to be due process." In the article, I talk about you know, you know, you know. I, I'll I'll read you what I have in my I'll read you what I have in my op-ed. Currently, it may be in there, it may not be. I said we hear it all the time innocent until proven guilty. Well, we can't have our cake and eat it too. We can't practice the concept of innocent until proven guilty and automatically believe survivors. It doesn't work. If person A, the victim, and person B, the perpetrator, are in a situation, person B cannot be treated fairly or seen as innocent if person A is believed automatically. If people are just believed without question, then justice cannot truly take place. We cannot have due process in some cases and not, um, we cannot have due process in some cases and throw it out in other cases. Imagine if you or a close friend or family member were being accused of a crime. Would you not want due process for yourself and your loved ones? She doesn't quite get it just yet. Because, it, because, here's what I'm saying. And this this is very simple, this is very simple mental math here, okay? If you automatically, if you just, if you just default to believing the person who made the claim, that's not due process. Because due process is about treating everything, treating everyone fairly, asking questions to every single person involved not asking leading questions, not doing those things. If you automatically... Listen, listen. this is not complicated. There's two stories. One person says, he did this to me. The other person says, I did not do this to her. If you automatically... Def- if If the default is, okay... Believe her. Give her the benefit of the doubt, as Joe Biden, as Joe Biden said. Just give her the benefit of the doubt. Just believe her. That means you automatically you you must disbelieve the person who's being accused. I I can't I can't make this any more simpler. I mean, as I'm writing this op-ed, I'm I I'm trying to find simple language and simple ideas that can easily be understood if it's, it's it's like this I, I I just can't make it any more more simple than this if you have a friend who said well, f- for, forget a friend let's just say a person let's just say a total stranger okay the person says that you stole a hundred bucks from them you come out and you say no I didn't if the default is to just believe survivors and just believe a person that means if I if I'm going to if we're going to believe the victim that means I'm going to believe that the hundred bucks if if at all if there is any hundred bucks at all, was indeed stolen. That means I have to automatically disbelieve the person saying that I didn't do it. That's what that means. You can't. Be- you can't. I mean. I mean. This this is it's it's almost like giving me a headache, man. Because because this is so basic. It's so basic. The minute you say I believe this person, that means the other person whose story contradicts the story that you believe, you have to disbelieve it. You can't have due process with automatically just believing someone. It doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The birds are singing today. It does not work. I mean I, I don't know how else to put it um this is this is back in uh this is back up in the article. The charmed alum famously attended Supreme Court justice brett Kavanaugh's Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on Capitol Hill in 2018 that's that feels so that feels kind of long ago like I was reading this article and I'm like, oh my god like that was like that was 2018 like i remember I remember when this was going on. It was crazy. Um, uh, Where Christine Blasey Ford testified that he sexually assaulted her in the early 1980s. She said, has always taken a wait-and-see approach to these sensitive matters, and that the predicament Biden has found himself in is no different. This is... This is this is this is ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know what else, I don't know how how simple this can be. And I also I also talk about how the 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 phrase belie- the phrase and the hashtag believe women is sexist. That's prejudice based off gender couldn't I very easily just say what if i just said okay believe men do you know the do you know the level of outrage that there would be if if believe men was a thing and a, a pro, as prominent of a thing as um as believe women i mean it's just it's a fl- it's a flat out sexist thing to say you're saying and I, I said you know cuz i talked about it in the op I said i said does anyone else not think that believe women is sexist that's that's prejudice based off based off sex i mean i i mean i don't get it here's the truth no matter who you are you deserve due process now let me say this is due process hard in some cases yes it is for example for example um the person I can't think of the guy who did the Boston the guys who did the Boston bombings you know when it came time for their you know just just think of think about any terrorist okay Say someone commits an atrocity, and we we catch them, and we believe it's them, it's pretty hard for that person to really get true due process. They will have a lawyer, they will have, you know, they'll have a defense and things like that, but it's like, it's pretty much all wrapped up. I mean, they really have no shot. And that's what I'm talking about with due process. Because some will define due process as saying, Oh well they got a trial, so that's fair and it's like, well, they are already believed to be guilty. Innocent until proven guilty is hard. It's hard. It's it's not easy to always believe because there are times where all the evidence that is there just points to them. And we're like, really? But you know, it's difficult. But this idea of just believing, just believing survivors, doesn't make sense. She she said um. Um, she said uh, they're calling me the Bernie Bros are calling me hypocritical for uh, saying that I'm a fake feminist and all of this stuff. I'm still trying desperately to stand back and be sort of objective about this because i don't want this to you know i sent the hashtag tweet over two years ago i never thought that it would be something that was going to destroy innocent men right like we didn't know that that we didn't want that to happen either and here's my thing that's why when i see some of these things and i look at celebrities sometimes and just people who tweet things like this i'm like either you're comp- either you're joking or you're a, com- you're a complete idiot. Or... You just... I, I mean, I don't know. Because here's... Because here's... When you say... Believe... Women. Okay? That ought to, That... The default is... To... It's just another way of saying... Disbelieve... Men. It's another way of just saying... Of just saying, you know, disbelieve, um, perpetrators, disbelieve those who have an allegation against them. This idea of just believing a person, and you know, it will, it will destroy lives. There are, cause see, here's the thing. I talk about Emma Sulkowicz, and she was this, you just, if you don't know who, if you can't spell it, look up, uh, Mattress Girl. You'll, she was a girl who went to Columbia and she pretty much, she's this weird girl. She's a, she's a pretty girl. I'll, I'll admit that, but she's just weird. And she was this, she was this woman who accused, um, her ex friend, um, Paul Nungesser, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, um, of raping her, but it was a lie. And unfortunately people... Some people still believe to this day that she's telling the truth when if you look through the story and you look through the evidence and you look at the text messages between the two, you'll find it is a lie and what happened is she kept lying about this guy and what what happened when the when the accusations came out, people on campus people at like this happened at columbia university um People at Columbia University looked at this guy and they said, we're going to make his life a living hell, a living hell. I mean, I mean, they, they said that she kept lying about this dude, this dude, this dude for an entire semester left the country. It was either for a semester or for a year, but he left the country entirely. And she's still out here. She was still out there at the time. Saying, "Oh, my rapist is still on campus with me." No, he wasn't, and and she knew he wasn't there. Just believing women, it it. I said I should say this: just believing survivors, it just destroys people's lives. Because if you're again, this is this is so unbelievably simple. A five-year-old, I believe, a five-year-old could understand this. If you automatically, if you have two stories and they contradict each other, whichever story you said, you know what, just believe, just believe that person, just believe that story. That means you have to automatically disbelieve the other person. That's what that means. There's, there's no middle ground. Because, you, see, you're dealing in absolutes. When you're saying, "Okay, just believe women," okay, well, I believe women, so now you just you disbelieve just men. Like, like that's that's just that's immediately what that means. It's not a difficult thing to understand. But Alyssa Milano is she's not quite there yet. It it's. You can't just, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You cannot default to believing women and have due process. If it's about being innocent, being treated fairly and being treated as innocent until proven guilty, you cannot, you can not just believe a survivor. You can't do that. It doesn't work. It does not work. And that's what bothers me. That's what bothers me. I just... The fact... What what bothers me the most about this is that this is such a simple concept. This is such a simple idea to grasp. This is such a simple... This is such a simple idea that anyone can understand if you if you just break it down to being that simple then you'll understand oh wait that doesn't really work and that's not really a good idea because what i hopefully this stays in the article i don't get the final say so but hopefully you know when it comes to things like this you have people who will say you know what that doesn't make a whole lot of sense that's why i try to make it personal And I said, if it were you, would you not want due process? Would you not want your story to automatically be disbelieved? You wouldn't, I mean, no one would want that. See, it's amazing. These people who say, believe women, believe survivors, believe all these people. See, it's amazing. And I talk about concerning Joe Biden. Joe Biden. His problem is he... He said, he said, pretty much when a woman alleges sexual assault, she should get the benefit of the doubt. Now, Joe Biden, Mr. Vice President, should we give Tara Reid the benefit of the doubt and automatically believe that you indeed sexually assaulted her and digitally raped her? I mean, should we do that? See, it's amazing, you know, some of these people like, just try to be so woke. Some, you know, politicians, I believe they say this, to pander. Be- and because it sounds good. And if, you know, if you don't believe that we should just believe women, oh, then you're a sexist pig. Um, no, that's just called something, that's something that would break down society if we just believed anyone. I mean, saying literally saying believe men is just as valid as saying believe women. It's just as valid. Listen. People lie. That's just what we do. We all do it. We start from a very... We start from a very early age. Did you already have any... Did you already have a cookie? Uh... Uh-uh. You have crumbs on your face. Did you do any... Did you do your homework? I didn't have any homework. I mean... We, we lie from a very early age. We lie in all our relationships. Spouses lie to each other. You know, oh, sweetheart, this, this meal was just delicious. This was wonderful. And really tastes like dog food. Or, you know, when it comes time for the bedroom and, you know, the wife is like, you know, the husband, he climaxed and the woman's like, you gotta be kidding me. She says that in her head, but she's like, oh my God, baby, you just rock my world in the sheets. Oh, I just love you so much. I mean, you know, just we all do it. We all, people lie. It's that simple. I, I I just I don't under I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I applaud Alyssa Milano because she's because she's either she's actually making progress and actually thinking about you know her tweets and and actually this paradigm of believing women. She she may be like mm, maybe that doesn't really make sense. Because that's just not really a good idea, because this could really cause a lot of problems. And just believing someone just because they make an allegation doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I do applaud I applaud Alyssa Milano with a little bit of salt. But she's not quite there yet. Because she still thinks that she she thinks you can have your She thinks she can have her cake and eat it too. She believes that you can just believe women and also have due process. Sorry, Alyssa. It's just, it's just, um, no. No. Okay, um, this is my second and last story for today. Um... Let me say this. Um, lately, we've been seeing good news concerning COVID nineteen, which is good. That's a this is a this is a good thing. Okay, any any bit of true positive news concerning this, we should take it. We sh- we really should. We should cherish it because there's been a lot of this has been a crazy time, and we have to hold on to hope. So. Um, a Michigan, Michigan Democrat with coronavirus credits Trump with saving her life. I do thank him for that. A Michigan State Democratic lawmaker who was suffering from the coronavirus credited um, President Donald Trump with saving her life, saying on Monday that his constant touting of hydroxychloroquine um, is what led her to ask her doctor for the malaria drug. Uh, Karen Woodset from Detroit so she started, uh, taking hydroxychloroquine on March 31st prescribed by her doctor after both she and her husband sought treatment for a range of symptoms on March 18th. The Detroit Free Press reported it was less than two hours before she started to feel relief, said Woods, uh, Woodsett, who had experienced shortness of breath, swollen lymph nodes, and what felt like a sinus infection. Woodsett, this, by the way, this is from the dailywire.com. Uh, Woodsett said she had been, she had taken the drug before for a medical, uh, separate medical issue, but would not have thought to ask her doctor about it unless Trump had been repeatedly talking about it. It has a lot to do with the president. Bring it up, Woodsett said. He's the only person who has the power to make it a priority. Um, when the Detroit Free Press asked if she thought that Trump may have saved her life, she responded, yes, I do. I do thank him for that. Um... Trump sent out a link of the report, writing, Congratulations to State Representative Karen Winston of Michigan. So glad you are getting better. Um, last week, the FDA issued an emergency use authorization to permit the emergency use of hydroxychloroquine uh, sulfate supplied by the Strategic National Stockpile to treat adults and adolescents who weigh 50 kilograms or more and are hospitalized with COVID-19 for whom a clinical trial is not available or participation is not feasible. While experts are still waiting on clinical trials and additional testing to efficiently determine the efficacy of using the drug to treat coronavirus, many doctors have said that it works very well. Now, let me say this. Does this mean that this is the answer? I'm going to say this: it may be the answer for some people. Because here's what here's what needs to be understood: some medicines, some um, some solutions work for some situations. Not everyone is the same. Some people some people it will work. Some people it won't work. So, I mean, here, here's what we do know. Here's what we do know. Let, let, me, read, let me read this. Um, um, every patient I prescribed it to has been very, very ill, and within 8 to 12 hours, they were basically symptom-free. And so, clinically, I am seeing a resolution that mirrors what, that what we saw in the French study and some of the other studies worldwide. But what I am seeing is that people that are taking it alone by itself, um, it's not having efficacy. So, we do know that chloroquine can be used to help beat the coronavirus. It is working for some people. And that's great. Because the truth is, right now, we're looking for solutions. And we can't really find, we're not really finding too many. Um, and that, that's, that's, that can be a little bit frightening, but this is, I'm gonna say this. This is good. This is actually a good thing. This is something that we should be excited for. I mean, people are getting, you know, people are getting better. Um, you know, New York, they just reported that, you know, um, deaths have, for the, you know, the past two days, you know, you know, deaths have flatlined. Which is good, which means there's no new deaths, which is this, this is good. Every little every little bit of good news, we have to be happy for. We have to we have to hold on to it. Um, you know. Am I again? Am I saying that this will work for everyone? I'm not a medical expert. Um, but I can't uh, I can say that it would not work effectively for everyone, because I've I've taken a lot of medicine. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I spent, I've, in my young life, I have had, I have had a, I've had situations where some, or I've had to be hospitalized and sometimes medicine works, sometimes it doesn't. Certain things work for certain people. Certain people have certain side effects and others won't have those side effects. People are different. People vary. So that's what we do have to understand. So there is hope. Um, hydroxychloroquine can help with the coronavirus. That is a good thing. Um, so that's really what I wanted to say. That's really it for today. Um, you know, guys, this has been, this has been a crazy time. But we're, we're gonna get through this. I, I know I keep saying this, but we are going to get through this. This too shall pass. This will pass. I don't know how long it's gonna take or anything like that, but this will pass. We will be COVID-19 and we will bounce back from this. So, um, stay hopeful, um, stay prayerful. Um, get closer to God during this time, um, wash your hands, stay clean, eat healthy, social distance. Um, don't be stupid, you know, don't, don't do things that are not essential. Don't go to visit a friend's house. Don't go get your hair done. Don't go get your nails done. You know, just, just things like that. Um, so we can, we can do this. We just have to be smart.